Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review podcast. My name is Adam, joined as always by my co-host, legendary Todd. Mm. What's happening? T-O-double-D. Good morning, buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, great, great day. This This has been a great week in Joe Rogan history. I love Peter Berg. We're starting with Peter, right? Oh, yeah. Just gotta, we got to. Just got to throw out, not only is he just an amazing guy and what they talked about, I was unaware that he made the movie Painkiller. We'll get into it. But also, I just need to do a little shout out to Dexter Ruteki because he was my favorite skier in the quintessential 93, I think it came out in 1993, uh, Aspen Extreme. It's like basically the movie that made me move out west. So thank you, Peter. Legend. Yeah. He is great, dude. He is great. And you know what's Good interesting? Too. It's like I recognized him and I heard the name. I just kind of didn't put it all together. And then as soon as I looked into who it was, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, of course. I mean, the amount yeah. of things that he's done. Friday Night Lights. So, <clears throat> yeah, dude, so much good work. Black Hawk Down, like a bunch of great movies. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to respect. So, yeah, he got to respect. The he guy. made the he made the. Um, Mini series, I guess you would call it. I think it's like six episodes called Painkiller on Netflix. It is fascinating. I mean, it's it's things that we've heard about. You know, the Oxycontin Express was a great documentary back in the day, and and on Netflix too, I believe. Um, but to really highlight like the damage that Oxycontin caused, what the Sackler family did, how they did it, how they got away with it all how they still made billions, even though they were fined billions. Um, and even the way that they're paying off their fine. So their fine is like $6 billion, mm-hmm. but they're literally paying it over, I think, a decade or even 20 years. Like it's a long time. And they can literally pay, make the payments using the interest of the other billions that they've made. Well, Shocking. Yeah. I, I don't know how shocking that is. I mean towards the end there when he when he said yeah i wish there could be some sort of 
you know, real <clears throat> punishment. And to, to Peter's on, you know, Peter's behalf, he's saying that the real punishment is to deface the name and to get, take, start taking their name off of the museums and all these other spots at the Met. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I agree. Get the names off of there. Fuck those guys, man. Yeah. They knew what they I were mean, doing. I mean, this, the silver lining is right at the end, he did say that the Supreme Court has basically, so, so the $6 billion was for a total immunity. They pay this, and then they're totally free. Well, the Supreme Court, I guess, recently did something to where they're like, you know what? I don't think this fits, and Good. there may be other prosecutions to come, and we might even change how the fines work and the rest of it. So there's still hope, but people just can't get away with this shit, dude. Okay, but but here here's the here's the thing to, with me that makes it so, that makes me so upset about it. Regardless of these complete just devils right these guys are just they're so money hungry they don't care about life now <clears throat> that being said what is the supreme court doing about these tests and these these so-called you know medical journals that are basically propaganda made by these companies and all of a sudden well, we're just supposed to believe these medical journals that are just falsifying what the drug actually does and what it's capable of and how addictive it is. And that's the whole reason it got through the FDA, right? Mm-hmm. So what well, was basically this one individual. Where's the oversight? This one individual that worked at the FDA that was ultimately the guy that was to approve it. And through the miniseries and what Peter was saying is basically they couldn't they couldn't persuade him right so then they started these little bribing tactics where they right. were just giving him a lot of confluence helping like funding research he was doing putting him on papers and he still was like look all of this is well and good but i can't approve this drug it's too addictive it's basically heroin in a pill form right it's going to be a problem right then the sacklers take this guy to a hotel for the weekend Nobody knows what happened there. Nobody knows what they got up to. But basically, <laughs> once they were done, he was like, yeah, it's believed to not be addictive. Mm, so they, which they is some funky wording that had never him. been used before. And within a few years, he left the FDA, went to work for the Sacklers and made like 400 grand a year. Right. Well, there you go. So so again, my my first question, how do we stop that? Because... These families are going to keep coming along. Big Pharma is already here. Big Pharma is already controlling so much of this world that we live in. I don't know if it's stoppable. I mean, we already know for a fact that whatever happens with the the jabs we all got in the last two years, that they're, it doesn't matter, right? They, they can't be held accountable. They're already off the hook for the jab. So that tells you something. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's well, they're, they're it's good sad. at protecting their ass because they know that oftentimes they they basically know that they couldn't have possibly done a, enough research mm -hmm. and Any they turned time. a blind eye because they knew they were making a lot of money. And when you cut corners, you're taking risks and those risks need to be mitigated. So they come <laughs> in heavy with this. Hey, we're helping people, you know, and we need to be insulated from being sued, which is fucked up. You know, why not What? Why not bring that to a vote, you know, to where everybody just gets on their phones 
It's not even Congress or the Senate. It's just everybody has an app and you can just log in and say, should we give them immunity because we need this so much? Mm. Nobody would have voted yes. No, no way. There would have been like 14 people that worked at Pfizer or Sackler. Or, you know, the the 300,000 people that before they died uh, from taking the drug were like, yeah, no, vote for them. I need the drug. I need the drug so bad. I don't care. I need it. Yeah, right. They yeah. vote yes. Yeah, keep them in. It's all good. Yeah. Well, but remember, Oxycontin, even at best, even if it worked the very best way it could, it wasn't saving lives. It was just reducing massive chronic pain. And it had a place to some degree because like there are people in immense amounts of pain i get it and you can't even imagine what they go through day to day just trying to function it's awful right so you know it's just heartbreaking to watch this show like it's very good i recommend everybody watch it todd definitely go watch it it. but i had to turn it off a few times there were a few evenings that i was watching the episodes and i was like you just got to turn this off babe i mean it was reminding me of like what happened during COVID and with Pfizer and just like, just ultimately being duped. I mean, I never took oxys, but I could just, I don't know. I could feel the pain of these people mm. that were like, their lives were ruined, dude. People had died. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a massacre mm. that's like shrouded behind a curtain of, oh, we're helping people. Right. It's, it's disgusting. Dude. Well, isn't that beyond disgusting? Aren't we in a corporatocracy? Isn't that what that's called? Like when basically the corporate interests of the world are now basically part of our government, and there's no real stopping that. I don't know how you stop that unless the people start revolting. But I, I don't mean, think we need to revolt. I think people need to make movies like this. Yeah, they need to make shows like this. Great Rogan start. needs to interview people like this. A lot of people need to hear about it. And then hopefully in time, maybe a generation or so, the next group coming up just says, you know what? We don't care about this. We can make money other ways. You know, right. and that's the thing. If when they're like, oh, it's all about making money and da, da, da. look, I'm not against people making money, the economy making money, but you can do it in ways that it doesn't kill a bunch of people. I get it. I get it. That's well, for sure. Dude. And I mean, if, sure. if we're going to talk about our right to assemble, which is in the First Amendment, it's part of the this the freedom of speech and the press. Right? We have we can express. Mm-hmm. We have we're protected to express those ideas through through speech and press, but also to assemble or gather with a group or protest for other reasons. Now, as far as I know, protesting has been deemed illegal in several of our states. Really? Yeah, so I will look that up, but let's not forget. I know it was basically in Canada, which is, like, super fucked up. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Depending on what you're protesting. You know, and look, there's a fine line, right? Like, we've seen people get arrested for protesting, and it wasn't malicious. It wasn't, uh, or malicious, sorry. It wasn't a threat, but we're, people are still getting arrested for it. So that that's a violation of First Amendment rights right there. And mm-hmm. 
you know, who's to say, and my point being is that if we don't keep making these things like painkiller, could there be a stop to people making these movies? I mean, Peter Berg didn't talk about this at all, but you know, were there threats against his life from the Sackler family? Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's it's just all about how much power they get, right? This this is why it's always important to push back against things that ultimately help people, right? Not these companies and pharmaceuticals and whoever's like in charge of the news and the press. I I say fair play to Netflix for putting this up. Hell yeah. I mean, it's not super controversial. Like they're not being paid by the Sackler family, I'm sure. But I think it does open the door eventually to like a really decent Pfizer and Moderna documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're not ready for it yet because still so many people don't want to talk about it and they don't want to think about, you know, where their stance was during this, that whole process. Right. But I think something just as sketchy can come out about that in the next few years. And this is kind of opening the door for it. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's in the making, dude, right now. No doubt. You Let's know. talk a little bit about Peter Berg doing mushrooms and trying to get into Area 51. <laughs> what a legend. That's why I love the guy. <laughs> yeah. What a legend, dude. <laughs> he just got close and they were like, you guys are on mushrooms, right? He's like, yeah. They're like, okay, go down the road, go to the hotel. Chill out with the rest of the conspiracy mm, nuts and like that enjoy yourself. And when, when we were in Austin trying to go to the Capitol building, that's a whole other story there, Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. walk to the Capitol on shrooms. Horrible no. idea. Yeah. Government it's not as beautiful as you think. You everywhere. just freak out because you think everyone's a cop. <laughs> because everybody is a cop. <laughs> Everyone was a cop, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. I wasn't making that up. Oh, what a buddy. time. What yeah, a time. Was, but yeah, just think fun. of the, all the different adventures that he's been on and what i mean i feel like all good documentarians are are like that you know they're explorers they're willing to take risks they're journalists you know they want to know a lot about what's going on and what's kind of fucked up in our society they're they're important people absolutely man i mean look at the guy who who produced narcos is the same guy that made the movie about the oxycontin guys this is before the painkiller movie he actually yeah. made the series Narcos, which is an incredible series. And we look at, you know, this version of Pablo Escobar. And yes, he was a he was a horrible man. But is he any different than the Sackler family? No. One's just more legal than the other, according to our laws. Well, kind of. I mean, this I mean, guy he's killed motherfuckers, he, right? Pablo, like, directly killed people. I understand, for sure. but how is that any different than the Sacklers under indirectly killing people? Is what I'm saying. They're both evil. That's, yeah, there's there's like a degree of separation. I guess for sure. I guess, but ultimately, it's the same thing. Know, I mean, you know what? What's worse? I don't know. If directly I ordering ten thousand people to be killed, or accidentally having. S- a hundred thousand people be killed for a drug that you knew would kill people. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how do you weigh that up? I'm saying, how is that different? If you knew that the pill you were giving people is going to eventually kill X amount of people, how is that any different than going out in the streets with a machine gun, you know, or Pablo, you know, shooting one of his homies, you know, in the head because he didn't listen to him or he lied to him. How is that any different? I, I don't see a huge disconnect there. It's one's a little bit more ruthless, Maybe. 
I, mean, I get I get your point, but to me it sounds different. It does sound shooting different. someone in the head. But I still, like, you know, they're I both do, bad. I, they're both bad. And look, at the end of the day, it's not that much different. It's just one look seems a little bit more cruel than the other because yeah. it's more direct. It's a it's a it, but it's not just it's like a lot of lives destroyed too. And um, well, think about yeah. think about how Brutal. your position would change if your son or daughter died because of an oxycodone addiction or oxycontin addiction Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah dude i'd be furious i mean this is why i get worked up because i do try to think about like sure hasn't really affected my life in any way or family members that i know of but it doesn't make it okay and you should take the time to say hey your fellow humans got fucked by this you should be just as outraged you don't need to wait until something bad happens to you right you know it's like if someone's trashing your neighbor's house sure you're glad it's not your house but you know go out there and i'm chasing be them. pretty pissed off I'm chasing yeah them. i'm chasing those like, little bastards support your community <laughs> i mean i'm sure within five miles of where i live a lot of people's lives have been deeply negatively mm. impacted by what the Sackler family did, Absolutely. you know, and they're in my community. Well, let's move on a little bit. There's a couple more things I wanted to point out. We're at 15 minutes here, but the the Nobel Prize, right? The guy who was first called the Merchant of Death for inventing dynamite. Yep. How about that for a zinger? That was Ooh. interesting. So Mr. Nobel was the Merchant of Death. And then he, in order to save face on his name, yeah. created the Nobel Peace Prize. That was an interesting one. Uh, yeah, Alfred Nobel. And then the I was surprised that um um uh Rogan didn't know those stories. I had never heard of it um, either, yeah. Well, um, there's a few interesting things. So, obviously he did that to save his name, which is like what the Sacklers are doing by putting their name in the the all the um you know, fancy art shit and museums. on all the medical schools. It's not art um, shit. Come on, these are beautiful museums. All right, they're fine. I just forgot the name of the one in New York, <laughs> so Met. I just said that. Oh, the Met. There we go. I was thinking the the Louvre, but that's Paris. That's Paris. Paris. I've been there. It's cool. Um, but yeah, so to save face, and let's be fair, he did create a thing that is, you know, people want to strive towards. Um, but right. as we heard right. on the podcast last week, it's not always ideal to be striving towards mm. these things. So mm. there's problems there. But it's a great way to highlight scientific achievement and these sorts of things but here's a fun fact that they didn't mention on there and just something i knew is there is no um nobel prize in mathematics Mm. and that is because um a woman like he proposed to alfred cheated on him with a mathematician oh yeah so Yeah, a bit petty, right? So you do this thing to, like, make your name and everything seem better, but then just because somebody cheated on you, now there's no Nobel Prize in mathematics. Alfred's got to learn how to let go. He's, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, well, great. There we go. Fun fact. That was a great one. Moving on, who's next, brother? Well, let's do the musician who is the big name of the moment. Oh, um, Mr. Oliver, Oliver Anthony, whose real name is Chris Christopher. That was fun to hear. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, if you don't get goosebumps or start shedding a tear when you hear this guy sing, I don't know. I don't know if you're human. I'm mean, unreal. 
It's so it good. And what's so really cool good. is there's a lot of videos online. You know, they do those. Um, I don't know what they call them on YouTube where it's like one of the influences is just kind of a reaction video, I think. Right. It's just reaction video. And there's people from all walks of life. You know, there's there's African-Americans, Hispanics, like all types of people that you may think initially wouldn't listen to like that level of country kind of banjo sounding music. But when the words were hitting, just watching all their reactions, like and the point they were making is it it really touches people today. You know, it's like it's a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, economies mm-hmm. are garbage. We're getting taxed. We're not getting paid much. People are struggling in all areas of the country. And this really speaks to that in a powerful way. And, you know, I think it, and also I think it was when Joe put Oliver on his Instagram and it got like 12 million views or something insane. Um, I was watching his, um, in fact, our mutual friend Aaron was telling me that he'd been watching the Instagram going up rapidly from like 20,000 to like over 200,000 in a couple of days. Hmm. And as soon as he said that to me, I started tracking it and his numbers went through the roof. And and I think that was the start of a lot of him just blowing up. Pretty his, cool. His Rogan's influence. Pretty cool. I yeah. mean, his, the video, he said the, what was it? The number two iTunes downloads for that week or whatever was, was his song that he had just recorded on his Android phone. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> well, I these mean, phones are getting a lot better. Dude, the poor guy you can was do gonna, shit like that now. Essentially, I mean, what I heard from him, it was the guy was about to kill himself. I mean, he was on the verge of killing himself. Let's Maybe he wouldn't have gone through with it, but it sounded to me like he was so depressed. He was having such bad panic attacks, he had to go to the hospital. He thought he was having a heart attack at 31 years old. He was getting shooting yeah. pains in his hands and his feet and his up into his neck. And what I love to hear is, you know, obviously he he started to read the Bible again. It was religious. That was great. Good for him. Love that. If it helps you, hell yeah. But CBD flower, baby. Smoke that CBD flower. It said it took away mm-hmm. all of his anxiety. He got off of antidepressants because they were just numbing him out. I got to yep. say, I've been on antidepressants. I'm not anymore. I I. I hear what he's saying there with the with the numbness i would rather have a little bit more unevenness than that steady numbness especially as a creative i really did appreciate what he was saying there like as a creative it was so hard for him to write songs on antidepressants and it's almost like you need those highs and lows to really capture what it is you're feeling sometimes and that this is a personal uh, you know this is my own ideas here but it sounded to me like he also agreed with that of like Man, I just couldn't couldn't really get to where I needed to go in, with with the antidepressants. And I'm not saying they're bad for people. I think they're great in certain situations, but I don't think people should just be on them all the time. I think it's reasonable to say that being numb, however you got there, stifles creativity. Of course, it it, it just does. Maybe there's a balance. Maybe like mm-hmm. low dose, just to keep you away from the really scary ends of right, 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 right. how you're feeling and how you could react and but still gives you enough to imagine and dream and come up with these these amazing things but that's the problem overprescribed i mean it's often what we we talk about on here what's what we just talked about with the previous 
Yeah. Well, and the traumatic brain injury. I mean, how that that's not a coincidence for him to be knocked out. And I mean, it sounded like he had such a bad head injury from where he worked at that factory Mm -hmm. that he almost died from it. I mean, clearly he said he didn't get start getting depressed until after that. We're seeing that. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So that head injury probably did cause some real issues. Um, Joe did suggest that he can go get um, like certain tests done to see, you know, what his hormone levels are and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, might be worth doing. Dude, do you think, okay, if you listen to that Jocko clip every morning, don't you think you would just pr- produce more fucking high quality stuff? I mean, that is one of the absolute best, like, you think Eye of the Tiger is a good song? Okay, why don't you play Eye of the Tiger with that Jocko clip playing, you know, with that at the same time? Where he's just uh, yeah, 100%. Like, oh, oh. I mean, I feel like, you know, they, they say, Jordan Peterson said this recently in a podcast on the, with, with Theo Vaughn, and he said, one thing you want to master or become, uh, basically become a master at is, is gratitude. If you can master the idea of gratitude, so like these gratitude lists and all this stuff, and and I get that. I I'd say day to day when you're feeling mostly okay, but a little bit kind of worried and anxious, have a good list of shit that you're really grateful for. Mm. Oftentimes, the first one is your health. While you're taking for granted, while you're at the gym, yeah, or whenever, (laughs) right? Just just go over a little list. Like I'm healthy. I got friends. You know, I've made it through hard things before. Mm. I've got a beautiful girl, whatever it is, you know, just make your little list. However, sometimes things get so bad, all you can do is focus on the problem. Of course. It's like, it's so difficult to look any other direction. And I think Jocko's good video is the best thing I've ever seen for, for that. Because if you watch the whole thing and why Rogan loves it is because it focuses entirely on each problem. And then the simple answer is good. Good. And this is why. Glad you're good, going through it. And this is better. Good. And this is why you will improve. And those things are fucking true. Hard shit that you get through with a positive attitude and you don't build resentment, you get out of it stronger. Yeah. It just sucks to go through, which I get. Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest um, examples that I've seen of that was a friend of mine who lost his arm. Right. Our buddy, I won't mention his name, but he lost his arm while he was hunting. He got electrified by a bear. I, I will I will say the, na- the name of the video is Charged. It's an amazing film. You should watch it. But in the video, so his, his girlfriend at the time, they're no longer together, was videotaping the whole thing while he was in the hospital and going through the burn center and all this traumatic stuff, getting his arm cut off and, you know, stuff that you just is like a nightmare. Right. Like, holy yeah. shit, my, my arm's getting cut off. That is an absolute nightmare. By the end of the movie, he goes, would you, would you take anything back? Like, would you, do you regret any of this happening? He goes, absolutely not. I'm so glad this happened to me. And you see so many examples of that, of like people going through the most horrific things. And that was just one example of like, guy's arm got cut off, right? 
That's a that's a horrific thing. No one wants their arm cut off. He's happy it did. He goes, I'm glad it did because it brought me to all these other things now that I'm doing. Now he's helping all these challenged athletes who have lost limbs and he's helping kids. He's going to speak in front of schools at assemblies and huge events with 20,000, 30,000 people. He's standing in front of them and now talking. None of this stuff would have happened if he didn't lose his arm and get electrocuted like that. So you, you really do. That's just such a huge example of gratitude of like, yep, I'm glad it happened. Even though yeah. when you're going do you, through it. Do you it, think that, that what it did for him is like give him a more defined purpose than maybe he had before? Something like that? I think so. I think it also, it just humbled. It just humbled the guy, you know, just absolutely just broke him down to pieces, you know, and just took away his ego probably a lot, a lot of that. Yeah. Realized what's important in life. I think when you're sitting in a hospital bed for months on end, you realize what, what matters a lot more than when you're out fucking around or, you right. know. I, I, you know, I think that a lot of this like humbling and, and the rest of it, and I would imagine um, Joe's mentorship, because it sounds like Joe has spent some time with all of us, talked to him, you know, wants to know him, wants to get him back on the pod. But, you know, he's been, all of us been talking about having these $8 million contracts thrown at him, you know, with like a lot of this back talk, you know, under the table, like, Hey, you know, we got to, we got to strike while the iron is hot and get on board and here's the contract and let's push it through. And, you know, and, and it's, it's cool that he's slowed down and said, no, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to mm. do this my way. Mm. And, that's hard to do, dude. He needs going money. from being super broke to somebody offering you mega money. Yeah, yeah. Who do but you he doesn't want to lose himself in this talk. bullshit. Yeah, of course not. And he, yeah, good for him, dude. Hell yeah, Oliver, for for knowing yourself. Um, that that could be a, a a really bad situation if he were to just take something without thinking about it, right? But hopefully, he's getting the right mentorship, not just Joe, but other musicians and. No you know, doubt. People who have I mean, think how many this. musicians Joe knows that he can connect him with. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Post Malone. Like, I mean, the list goes on, dude. He's he, awesome. He knows so many people he can connect him with. And then he's taking criticism too. Like, they're saying that his song is like, you know, I, I don't know all the criticism that he's taking, but like, they did talk about Dwight from The Office, you know, <laughs> saying, you know, it's not about, it's not about, the, the, these different things it's about billionaires not paying their way and when rogan says there's nothing better than millionaires talking and complaining about billionaires yeah it's like shut the well, fuck up what's weird about that is dwight you know from the office i can't think of his real name but he you know he was just on rich roll he just did that whole netflix series about depression and being depressed and having panic attacks i that was a confusing one for me so he was he's actually making fun of the song and saying it's not about just the the brokenhearted and the people not making money is that what he's actually yeah saying? he's he's just like blaming the world's problems on billionaires and not just like the government mm. or whatever well I that's mean, a little I strange know. that's a little strange especially since he just made a ton of money off of his own story about being depressed yeah um i mean whew, i don't know what else uh dude the lobsters i love how he brought up the lobsters if we're speaking to jordan peterson again because that book is amazing yep, yep. Ten, 10 rules for life i mean one of my one of my favorite books of a few years ago that was just an, an amazing book but one of the first chapters talks about how when lobsters are fighting for a mate that if they get if if one of the lobsters gets hurt 
that basically they're depressed for the rest of their lives. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you got your ass kicked, and now that's they, it. They can't You're depressed, and you suck. <laughs> and they, they give just, them antidepressants. They just become a bum lobster, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like he's at the well, bottom of the ocean. Well, it's talking about social hierarchy dominance, you know, and that it exists. And it's it, it's exi- the point that I think Jordan brings up with that in the book is these hierarchies have existed way before humans even were around. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't a new thing, and it's in almost every type right. of life, and it's what exists. You just have to accept that. You can't pretend that everyone can be on an equal playing field. It's not going to work like that. No, no, that's true. All right, well, but it sounds like he's doing some good reading. Sounds like he's, you know, he's a thinker, dude. And the fact that I don't think I've ever heard, and Ben Shapiro talked about this, I don't think I've ever heard somebody come on Rogan and, like, talk about scripture and even their experience with religion and then and then read some scripture and be so kind of supported by Rogan in that space, you know? Because he wasn't coming on trying to be persuasive, like, hey, you should all be religious. <clears throat> he wasn't doing anything right. like that. He's just saying, this helped me. And these are things that I look to when I've been struggling. Um, it's cool stuff. Well, that's the you know? difference. What you just pointed out is the is the difference between someone who's religious and open minded, and someone who's just religious and is thinks that they're right. So Oliver clearly doesn't care whether he's right or wrong. It just works for him, and he doesn't care. He's not pushing an agenda. He's not telling you what's right or wrong. He's just saying it works. Like you said, he's, he's an open-minded guy, obviously. I mean, they talked about, right at the end, they talked about the Younger Dryas theory, and he and Oliver's going, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. And Scripture yeah. always talks about how we're always starting over, and this is going to happen again, you know? And to, 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 mel- to mesh that in with the Scripture is cool. It's like the more modern version of, you know— re- reading the Bible in a, in a less, um, uh, what would you say that? Like, um, pretentious way, you're not even pretentious, but just like not taking it so literally, right? Like every word is fucking script of scripture is God's word. It's like, okay, oh, let's, right. let's step back. It's like, Hey, there's useful stuff in this, right? It's a nice thing to turn to when I'm struggling with some stuff. Exactly. Maybe I'll get some, something useful out of it. There you go. I mean, it's the old, you one of the oldest self-help books. So potentially love that. Love that. Right yeah. on, buddy. Well, let's get to Yeah, my... I'm a big fan. I also like the fact that he said, I'm probably not going to do a lot of interviews and podcasts. You know, he's just going to stick to himself, focus on his music. And, you know, I like that. I like that at the end. Um, Rogan was like, well, cool. Let's uh, let's come back around in a couple of years and have you back on. And let's, let's see where you're at. Yeah, well, and... I wish him the best. I hope he keeps making songs like that because whoo Goosebumps, yeah. dude. So good. Yeah, that one's dope. I've been, I've listened to it a lot. Big fan. <clears throat> Huge fan. All right. Let's jump over to Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp. Mm. Once again, Here Jeremy's back on. I love, I love that he's coming on every like how many months. Uh, obviously, we just had the congressional hearings um, with Frava and the uh, the other guys. Um, Grush, Grush, David Grush. Yep. Yep. I like that with David, they talked a little bit of his background, you know, because I think a lot of people are like, who, who is this guy? Like, where's he come from? Is he legit? You Dude, know, he was hired. And... He was hired by our own government to look into exactly what he was looking into. And he ends up finding a ton of witnesses and testimony of, of crafts that we don't know about. And yeah. So that... he did his job well right. for the government. 
And then they turned around and tried to discourage him, discredit. discredit him, say that he's nuts, and right. kick him out quietly. Unreal. And thank God for these whistleblower laws that came up. The only bummer with them is it's like, okay, you can whistleblow, but you can only say a few things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so much is unsaid. And obviously he doesn't have any physical proof, just a lot of stories you know, maybe he has documentation, other things, but fucking interesting. I feel like we're getting close. I hope so. I buddy. just hope we're excited about it when it happens. I feel like the way the news cycle goes, we could, you know, like in an in a, a year or so, just be like, okay, here's the alien, and people look at it, and we're all astonished for a week, and we're all talking about it, and then it's just back to, you know, Barbie. Britney Spears' new haircut, or whatever changes is our Britney opinion. Back? Is you Britney know, back in the news? Attention. Britney's back? She might be. She could be back. Brangelina? Mm-hmm. So, whatever, yeah, So dude. they're putting together this document. They've got these photos. He was working for the UAV task force, right? So he was, he was, he was trying to figure out what these UFOs or you know, crafts were and, and if there was any legitimacy behind it. And he finds out there is. And like you said, they are trying to discredit him. But what I appreciated, and they, they mentioned this church committee a few times. So the church committee was the oversight committee back in the 70s, right? Was that for, um, was that for Nixon? Is that when that started? I look don't up the know. Church, Let me look it up. Look up the church committee because I think that was the huge, that was one of the biggest takeaways I, I received from this uh, podcast is that yes, these are all good things, but if there's not oversight by our own Senate in these hearings, then, then we don't really know what happened behind closed doors, right? Where we, we, if there's no oversight, they can make things up. They can discredit people. They can do whatever they want. Right. And, and we don't know about it. So at the end of the day, it's like, are they really just coming out and saying whistleblowing is okay just so they can find all these people and then discredit them, right? It's like, we got what we wanted. Fuck you. And that No, I think it's like... I think it's the, the Senate and Congress and even the White House is not having their questions answered from the military or whoever could be holding these secrets. Right. And they're saying, we want to know more about this. So they're appointing people to go look into it. And then they've also created like a safety net for them to speak. Now, they still have to be careful about breaking any clearance stuff because mm -hmm. that would be treason. But, um, you know, they're kind of opening the door is what it seems like. It they, just shows that there's a lot of secrecy going on. And it, that's kind of unnerving because, you know, Congress and the Senate passed the bills that you know, divide money up between what the military gets or the intelligence agencies and so on. Yet they have no idea where it's going, mm -hmm. what it's being used for, mm -hmm. and they can't even ask about some stuff. Right, right. It's like the intelligence I, I, I just agencies, don't know what the benefit is. It's like, okay, don't show all the plans if you're trying to reverse engineer stuff so we have the dopest military technology. But why not also be like, yeah, and we trust the people in this country, and here we go. This is what we have. We have this. I mean, that's bigger news than we made it to the moon. Like, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it fucking like a cool celebration just to, just to say, yeah, they exist. Here we go. 
I mean, yeah, but it's, what are we know. worried about? Everyone overnight will be like, oh, I can't be religious well, now and again, turn their back on God. Again, well, there's a few things here, right? First of all, you have the Intelligence Authorization Act, which is what they're trying to pass right now, which does not sound that amazing. It's it's great. It needs to get passed, but there needs to be some amendments, clearly, because one of the things Jeremy mentioned towards the end is, yes, they're doing this this Intelligence Act, and you can come out and be a whistleblower and not get... Uh, I guess we've already seen that people are getting discredited. So I can't say you're not going to get discredited for what you say, but you cannot get thrown in jail, I guess. Um, other than that, though, he mentioned that if the government finds something, if you if you come out and say you have something that's, you know, unidentifiable, whether it's an alien craft or whatever it may be, the government can then come in and seize it. Mm. So you, they, they can do, they can use excessive domain, right? Or em, eminent domain, sorry. So they can take right. everything from you. So that, that's a little concerning, right? It's like they're passing these laws, but at the end of the day, they're just taking all your shit and hiding it. Like, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. Like, imagine if you came out and said, dude, I, I found this spaceship part, Todd. It's insane. It, look at this thing. It's clearly not human. Uh -huh. if you, you call the government, they come just steal it from you. And it's like, then you're just some crazy guy who never had anything, right? And they're like, yeah, Adam's crazy. He's taking too much acid, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, he thinks he's a glass of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could say whatever they want. I mean, to some degree, I think if, yeah, if you found a UFO in your back garden, I mm. don't know if you should be able to keep it. It could be potentially True. problematic, True. right? It would be like, I don't know, like finding a bunch of like a nuclear reactor back there you, yeah. you probably want to bring some people in and but to think that they would also make you sign a bunch of stuff and threaten your family if you said anything and like confiscate your whole house or whatever like ruin your life so they could keep a secret that's the bits that i don't care for right it's like no 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 you can't you can't be yeah. doing that yeah and 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 how do you explain this this ufo swarms over 10 navy ships over the o omaha ship and then, you know, that was the huge thing that came out in 2019, right? They had four different sources from four different video sources, yep. different angles. And all of a sudden, the government calls Jeremy and says, how did you get that other angle? And he goes, well, I'm a journalist, dude. I'm not going to tell you my sources. Like, sorry, dude. But yeah. They, but and I like that. I like info. that he's protected like that. But how sick is that, that the journalists had more info than the actual government and they were investigating it at the same time? <laughs> right. Yeah. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, people are coming to Jeremy all the time now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has become the guy to turn to. And um, what's really nice is now that's like a center of information. So instead of it back in the day just being like hundreds of different people that are really into UFOs or collecting information, maybe they got a website, people are going to forums. It Now it's like you get anything good, 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to take long before it gets to Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You're going to send it to someone who knows someone who will send it his way. And all he's doing all day is piecing things together. He's yeah. getting every bit of footage, you know, every sighting, every anecdotal story. He can probably map them all out. I mean, it's it's a really awesome information center for this whole phenomena. And it's and it's going to lead to better outcomes and more information. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the the? I loved him saying Lazar must be the luckiest con man on earth because everything yeah. he talked about is basically coming true. More and more things are starting to add up. Mm-hmm. I mean, or yeah. These, I know. I really I don't know if there's more to be gained by having Lazar back on, but people want it bad. I mean, that was such a huge show for Rogan, and that's not the reason to have him back on. Or I don't think Rogan would do it just for that reason, but. You know, if if more things come to light mm-hmm. and then you can go back and like have like the story again from Lazar or maybe he even Lazar himself, thanks to these new whistleblower um, laws for safety, he can now talk about some of the things he felt like he couldn't maybe. and expand upon it. Right. I, right. I, I just think there's more more to be said there and it would be so epic. To have him back mm-hmm. on, and especially just a redemption story, right? Mm-hmm. People is, was still suspicious when he came on. I mean, Joe was a little bit, but if if this is all coming out and he gets to come back on, it's like, see, I fucking told you so, right? I wasn't making it up. Totally, I'm not crazy. Totally. What you what you think about the whole? There was that Bell Labs thing, right? Um, from from where they made the uh, what is that? The Los Alamos, which they where they made the atomic bomb, but they're talking mm-hmm. about. I don't know if this was at Los Alamos or somewhere else, but it was somewhere near the Bell Labs, right, which was next to Los Alamos, right? They were talking, they said that some guy came out in the 70s and he was trying to reverse engineer something and it was some sort of superconductor and then you never hear of it again. So when I hear of things like that, like, hey, we were reverse engineering this thing that could have may or may not have been a superconductor back in the 70s. You don't think we know how to do that by now, 50 Mm. years later? Give me a break. Of course we do. Right. How are we still hiding it though, right? Because I, I remember that that whole superconductor um, article came out, what, one or two years ago that we had created something that, you know, could be cold, even though it's creating free energy in this, right? The superconductor is when the energy field is, it like doesn't change, right? It's like a, you well, can conduct something it, it, through I think cold a, water. a superconductor and we can only make them when they're super cold right and they they can uh conduct electricity without losing any of it gotcha. right so it's a hundred percent efficient so it's, it's basically and there free, was talk of these like korean teams recently making a room temperature one which would be massive it mm-hmm. would be the biggest game changer ever right i mean that right. would be right. some of the most profitable technology you could even think of making right um i guess it was debunked but yeah, was it though? Was it debunked or, you know, is it the same story we've been hearing throughout this whole podcast of people coming out saying something and then they get discredited because the information is too scary or too true? Well, or it's, create? I don't know. I, I don't if know they either. made it and they patented it, it like, unless it was just stolen from them, then, mm-hmm. you know, they would release the technology because companies would want to buy it. A lot okay. of different companies right. would well, want to buy technology. What, what like happened that. to the guy who created it? Is he dead? 
I don't really know. I don't know a lot of the story of, of those guys. Oh, it was just fairly recently. I don't know either. This, this was my it favorite would be a big one. deal. This is my favorite one of the week, gotta say. Um, it was good. Mm. It pumps me up. And, you know, they, it, Jeremy has been on before, and I think I just was too excited for it, and it was a little underwhelming. But after the congressional hearings and some other things, I mean, it's it's really exciting that yeah. this is happening, and, yeah. and we're, we're just slowly but surely learning so much you know i mean it, it, let's just finish with the one story of the sutton family mm. it was like an old cowboy style family and i mean he they they told a few old anecdotal stories but you know the, there's like country folk right that probably aren't reading a lot of alien novels they wouldn't be the types of nerds that would be super into ufos mm -hmm. talking about a crash landing an alien in a suit shooting at it big eyes scared the whole family um you know probably massively discredited by their community back then who yeah, wasn't were, it i'm sure the, all religious and 50s? didn't believe in it. it was in the 50s right or 60s i maybe? think so yeah nice. it, was, it was a while ago so you know but they still stuck by it they're like no this happened we saw this this was real this is like nothing i've ever seen it's like you've got to wonder you know i guess these events are just so rare hmm. that there's not more of these stories but um, I don't know, dude. It's you would compelling think, shit. You would think with every, pretty much every human, at least in the, you know, in the more affluent countries of the world, have cell phones at their hip, by their side, all day long. You would think we would get some more video footage. Like, let's go. Get your that, phones yeah, ready, that's, people. Yeah, that's always the, that's always the thing. That it's like, why? <laughs> but, but, you know, also, it's like they were saying, you know, you see it up in the sky, even with the best phones we have today, it's hard to like zoom in and keep yeah. it stable, capture it. You know, you people aren't really walking around with with like video grade proper cameras. True. You know, so uh, those people are rare. You know, unless a film crew just happens to be in the area where UFOs are, you're not going to get anything too good because they're mm -hmm. just zipping around. Yeah. However, <laughs> it, let's say there's a crash. And some aliens are running down the street. I mean, I feel like that would be pretty compelling if we got some video of that. Mm -hmm. Take your phone out. Well, pretty soon, anyway. Pretty soon we're going to be doing that on AI, and they'll, someone will post it, and we'll think it's real. We won't know the difference. So that's going to get crazy. Yeah, who knows what to believe? But great week, great week of pods. Uh, obviously, Bill Maher was on as well. We kind of skipped over him, but um, we're going to run a clip, a soundbite next week that I felt was uh, really important and, and just kind of do a bit of a bit of a cover. But anyway, thank you, Todd, and thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you guys, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, peace out. Thanks for tuning in, folks. 